2009, we made history with the election of President Barack Obama. He called us to service, as there remains much work to do to end unemployment, poverty, and crime in our communities. There's so many books on how we can accomplish this. But this year, everyone's raving about this summer's hottest new book, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America by Chicago's own Emmanuel Barbie. A graduate of Northeastern Illinois University, Barbie addresses key ways we back our families and communities. But unlike so many other books on this topic, Barbie captivates his reader, presenting solutions through a riveting life story. It's entertaining, it's different, it's exciting. The perfect book club selection. Don't be left out. Get your copy of The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America. Order today at Amazon.com. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghetto podcast. This evening we have a special guest, Evangelist Iris McCowan. So, without further delay, here she is. You're on the air. Hi, hello. Good evening, everyone. How are you guys doing um, tonight? Thank you, Emmanuel, for giving me this opportunity. No problem. Yeah. Um, so I just want to pronounce my uh, ministry. Uh, my ministry is Project 8 Ministry. Um, the reason why it's called ministry is because we, we're doing a lot of work for the Lord. Okay, um, Project 8 Ministries is a Bible study. Um, we call it the meeting room. Um, we also um, have an outreach. We have an outreach called We Support the Homeless, which we will give resources and um, give our lecture cards and feed them and get them mercy supplies and plus um, the free Holy Bible. The Holy Bible is for anyone that needs um, a Bible. We will send them out. Okay. Um, Project A also has like a movement um, every um, Wednesdays and Thursdays of the recorded the Facebook day which we go out and we um, tell someone to love them, give them a hug, buy them a cup of coffee, um, spread gossip, just show them the love. Okay, and as I say that we give out the whole the whole Bible to anyone that um, can read of one. Um, we do that and um, in the private aid ministry, um, you can sell house um tiles and Offering, gift offering, and towards the ministry, and with your gift offering, um, it will go towards the homeless and also ministry supplies. Um, project in ministry, we do events. Okay, we have a couple of things coming up this summer. Okay, so that's the project in ministry. Amen. Hello. Oh, amen. Yes, I'm here. Yes. And um, I just have a couple of scriptures that include um, some words for anyone that's listening. 
go to Psalms chapter 7, verse 17. And when we do the right things, when it comes to the Lord, He honors us. And you can go to a scripture in James 4, chapter 17. And the Lord will reward us for our good works. And that's in Colossians, chapter 3, verse 23. And um, the Lord spoke to me earlier. I just wanted to share what I wanted to hear. Um, we seek the Lord's face, and you shall find. When you seek the Lord's face, you shall find him. Um, I am a deliverance and a way maker. I shall deliver you out of Egypt. My glory was um was shine to those who will call on my son Jesus Christ. I am the God of trust. Your faith will make you whole. Repent in my son's name and all righteous shall be forth upon you. Um, those who believe in me have life and set in high places, said the Lord. Amen. Um, so that's it. I pronounce my ministry and say the word of the Lord tonight. Those who have it here. Oh, uh, Emmanuel, is that all you wanted to say for tonight? I thought that uh, you still have some time. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I just want to say, you know, God is a good God, and those who seek heaven, but the faith in him, you know, he will, he will deliver you from whatever you're going through. You know, you just have to trust him and believe with all your heart and faith. You know, God loves you. Um, he's the one created you. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to the world to see that no man will perish. So those who have faith in the Lord, he's with you and he will never forsake you. Amen. Now, now, do you have a website where people can find you? If not, uh, tell them how to find you on Facebook so that... Um, my listeners can um, can, can connect with you. Okay, I do have a YouTube channel called Project 8 Ministry. Um, I do Bible study. You're in the meeting room. You can um, subscribe to that, or you can go um, to my email, women Project 8 um, at gmail.com and, you know, and contact me there at my email address. That's it for now. Amen. Well, uh, we're glad to have you on the show, and whenever you feel led to come back on the show, you're welcome to do so, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Thank no, you. No problem. All right, so uh, we're going to conclude the show for this evening. All right, we have another guest, um, Reverend Dr. Nola George Kaoki. Kaoki. Okay, you're on the air. All right, good morning. Um, my name is Reverend Dr. Nola George Akoke from Begon, Nigeria. 
Good morning, everyone. Excuse me this morning. Uh, I'm with your pastor, Peter Lazarus Church in Lagos, Nigeria. I'm also the president of the Educational Foundation uh, in Lagos, Nigeria, also. Now, we're talking about um, love, since we are in the season of love. First of all, I want to appreciate uh, Emmanuel for bringing me on the show this morning. Emmanuel, um, thank you for this opportunity. No problem. And um, also, uh, thank you everyone for listening to this message this morning. Uh, Lord wants me to talk to us about you. Love is one topic that uh, a lot of people uh, always get wrong. Love it's, um, it's not something that we can just think that we have. It's something that comes out of who God is in our life. So what is love? The book of Christ, for instance, chapter 13, and they say, we want to get things. Self of the Lord is more than what we think it is. Thing that we love, but truly we really do not love. That scripture defines love to us. Uh, I, I'll see that I can just take some of the scriptures this morning. I will try and take part of it. But the scripture tells us that love is an affection, love is a liking, love, love is wanting to see the good in other people. If your love is not to see the good in others, then it is not love. It is only love when you want to see good in others. Jesus left it, uh, two commandments with us, and this commandment talks about love. And it told us that every other commandment are fulfilled in these two commandments. And what are these commandments? The commandment is number one, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your with all your mind. Then the second one, love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. So we have to love our neighbor, neighbors as, as ourselves. And the question is, how much do I love my, my neighbor? Or how much, okay, how much do I love myself? We determine how much I can love my neighbor. So love is the sentiment of God's commandment. Also in Romans chapter 13, were told that love is the fullness of all commandments. In First Corinthians chapter 13, for instance, from the one say, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love, then I'm only a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, then I am nothing. If I can give all I possess to the poor, and I can even give over my body to be so, so hardship that I may vote, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. So here, scripture begins to define what love is to us. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, and love does not vote. Love is not proud. And love does not dishonor others. It is not selfish, but not self-seeking. 
Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil or rejoices in the truth. Love always sex. Love always trusts. Love always works. Love always participates. Love never fails. Praise the Lord. So, love can never fail. If someone says, I'm in love today, and tomorrow is no longer in love, then he was never in love. Love can never fail. Just as the love of God for us can never fail. So our love for people should never fail. No matter what, no matter what those people have done, no matter what anybody has done to us, we cannot stop loving. We can't, love can never create stress if it is truly love. So love is a debt that we owe people and we owe God love on a daily basis. So if the Bible says love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, then love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is everyone that you come across. Who is our neighbor? Everyone. Everyone. So your neighbor is not just only the people that you know. Your, your neighbors are also the people that you don't know. And everywhere you go, we, you meet people. Everywhere we go, meet people around us. We have neighbors all over, all over the world. Everywhere we see people, we must learn to love people. Because love does not discriminate. Love does not have to neighbor. So you can't harm people if you say you are working in love. You can't uh, hate people if you say you are working in love. You can't plan against people if you are working in love. Love suffers love. Love is kind. Love does not go, that is, love does not parade itself. Love is not proud, it's not puffed up. And love is not rude. So I look at, maybe we should just take an example of uh, marriage couples. What makes people to divorce? What makes love appear to go far? Because it was actually never love. It's always love. It's a difference between love and love. A lot of people are lustful, but they thought they were in love. Love is when you have affection for somebody or for anything because of what you are going to gain from it. Because it benefits you. That's love. Because then it doesn't benefit you any longer. Your love, your so-called love, is no longer there. It reduces. Love can't even reduce. But it reduces when you are in love, when you are not in love. And love fades when it is lost. But when it is love, it can never fade. God told us that in love of faith, and that was why he sent his son to die for us. We didn't deserve that love. We didn't do anything for God to love us. But he loved us because he wanted to see us changing. He loved us because he wanted to see us being better. That is true love. He loved us he wanted to see something being better. He wanted to see the person being better. You love your country because you want to see your country being better. Therefore, you love people because you want to see their lives changing. And when you are in love, can do anything to make sure that the life of that person is better. That's true love. That's the kind of love we are talking about. And if it is not, that's not the reason that you love, then you are not in love. If you are not loving because you want to see that person 
background because you know what, uh, because once you see the life of that person improving, then it is not wrong. You say that person offends you, then you begin to get the person. Love does not detect the root. Love is just there and love must just work at every time. So love fears all things. Love does not rejoice in people. Love rejoices with the truth. I usually cancel marriages with it. If you say you are in love, then love believes. The Bible says love believes all things and love hopes all things. Anyone in love must hope for better things. No matter how bad the situation is at the moment, if you are in love, you will always see that things will be better. And if you are in love, no matter what is going on around you, no matter what you believe, if the person that you say in love says this is not it, it, then you believe the person. Love believes all things. So love is foolish. And I, I want to believe that some people will think God is foolish because God loves us no matter what. And God is always doing everything to see us responding back in love, to see us getting better, to see us becoming what He wants us to become. And so He doesn't stop loving us. Even when we commit sin, He doesn't stop loving us. He always waits for us to change. He always wants to see that we come back to our senses. That is love. And is this kind of love present in every relationship? I doubt it. Because most relationships are just self-centered, selfish relationships. Praise the Lord. So, um, in that first Corinthians chapter 15, it says, Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will sing. Where there are songs, they will be filled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So, whatever we have now, Everything will pass away. The only thing that will not pass away is love. Love does not end. Love will never fail. I said, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. So completeness is that perfection. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childish, child, childish ways behind me. But now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. So when was I a child? We are usually children when we have not received Christ. We reason like the world. But the moment we have Christ in us, we have a new mind. We have the mind of Christ. So we can begin to reason like Christ. We can begin to behave like Christ, then we have come to maturity. So love can only work in mature people. Only mature people can love the way God loves. So only the people who have the mind of Christ can love the way Christ loves us. Christ has to die for us because of the love that he has for us. And you can ask yourself, why would somebody do that? Because he knew that doing that was going to change our life. Doing that was going to make us come back to the Lord. And that was the reason he wanted us to come back to the Lord. 
And the Bible says, for God so loved the world, if John should have read it, it's a popular scripture, that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Therefore, God loved the world first. Before he gave his only begotten son to us, to die for us. And so when you say you are in love, don't expect the person that you love to love you first. Because your love is unconditional anyway. And in most cases, the people that we love, they don't deserve our love. But we just love because we have love in us. We just love because we want to see their lives getting better. We just love because we want to be, we, we love intentionally. We love because we want to see something good coming out of that. The, out of the life of the person that we love. So love is intentional. Love is not something you can go into blindly. Love is something that you do because there is a reason for you to love. So God loves us for good things of the reason. And love is definitely is intentional. And we can actually say that love is foolish. Because so many people will ask you, and in so many cases, there is no reason to love the person that you love. It's not about that because you won't see the faith coming out of that person's life. Love does good. Love does not do evil. That tells us in the book of Acts, chapter 10 and verse 38, how Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power and went about doing good. So the spirit of love is the spirit of God and it's the spirit that does good. When you are in love, easy to do good. Because it is love that makes us do good. Without love, no one can do good. Praise the Lord. And the Bible also tells us, as I continue with first Corinthians to take it, I said, at the last verse, that's the thirteen of that chapter. Um, but now these three things remain: faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these. The greatest of these three is love. So we can have faith, we can have hope. In fact, we may be able to quote the scriptures. You may be a prophet, you may be a bishop, you may have high ranking in the church. The Bible is now telling us that if you don't have love, you are nothing. The best thing that we can have is love, and that's the greatest. It does not matter. The gift of the Holy Spirit that you have, you are not walking in of services, you don't have anything. And also, every other thing that we have, we have, we do that here, the end here, but it's love that actually takes us into the presence of God. It's the kind of love that we have that determines whether we end up with Christ, whether we end up making heaven or not. It is love. Love is the fulfillment of all, all love. Every commandment that God gave in the Old Testament, we all know that when Jesus came, Jesus said, without love, no one can fulfill any of those commandments. So those commandments need love to be fulfilled. And that was why in the Old Testament, none of them could fulfill the law. The law was there, but people continued to commit sin. They couldn't fulfill the law. But when love came, 
Christ. It becomes easy for us to betray the Lord. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 8 now. And let's see what he said concerning betraying the Lord now. Romans chapter 8. Verse chapter 15, sorry. And it is. And it says, Let God yet remain outstanding, except the continuing death of love for one another. Whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not sin, you shall not confess, and whatever other commandments there may be, are all summed up in this commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So when we look at all the laws, no one can actually fulfill them if he or she is not working in love. Do not covet. Do not uh, covet your neighbor's property. Do not covet your neighbor's um, wife. But every other law the God gave, they all must be fulfilled by love. Do not steal. Do not kill. If you love, if you want the best for people, you won't think of destroying them. You won't think of taking their property. You won't to cause the person that you love pain. So every commandment has on love. Every commandment is fulfilled by love. And that's how God says that if anyone says he loves me, if anyone says he loves God and does not love his neighbor, then that person is lying. Because your love for God starts by loving the people around you. Starts by loving the people around you. So the Bible is clear about it. So we cannot declare that the Spirit of God is the Spirit of love because God is love. And only the spirit of love can do good. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but He has given us the spirit of love. He has given us the spirit of power. It is love that graduates to power. It's love that makes us to walk in the power of God. When we begin to operate in the love of God, then we can operate in the power of God. Then we can have a sound mind. A mind that fears God. A mind that does not want to hurt people. We have a sound mind. Perfect love casts out, cast out fear, the Bible tells us. So there is no power in love. There is no power in love. God releases his power and ability in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Anyone working in fear is definitely not working in love. But the opposite of love is fear. The opposite of love is not actually hatred, it is fear. Only those who walk in fear, only those who don't love can walk in fear. Only those who have hatred in them walk in fear. So the opposite of love is fear. And when we walk in perfect love, then we can cast out fear out of our lives. God will only release his power to the people who walk in love. And the ability to love is in the fear of God. Praise the so love is different from love. Love is pure. Love is unconditional.
conditional love can be received through Christ, can only be received through Christ. No one can love except they have Christ as his Lord and Savior. If anyone says, I love you, if anyone says, I'm walking in love, and that person does not have Christ in his or her life, there's no way the person can love. That person definitely is lost. Because every time there is a disagreement, every time you don't meet to the person's expectations, I mean, you begin to say, love begins to fade. But love can never the love of God will fade, and we can only receive that love from Christ. The love of Christ from having Christ in our lives. Praise the Lord. And I will present to um, to end now this moment. And I want us to pray concerning it. I want to pray this point because um, the, the season we are right now is the season of love. And we know that so many people who have gone out together this period. Oh, you brought us to your loved ones, or oh, taking them out, and all that. 2009, we made history with the election of President Barack Obama. He called us to service, as there remains much work to do to end unemployment, poverty, and crime in our communities. There's so many books on how we can accomplish this. But this year, everyone's raving about this summer's hottest new book, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America by Chicago's own Emmanuel Barbie. A graduate of Northeastern Illinois University, Barbie addresses key ways we back our families and communities. But unlike so many other books on this topic, Barbie captivates his reader, presenting solutions through a riveting life story. It's entertaining, it's different, it's exciting. The perfect book club selection. Don't be left out. Get your copy of The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America. Order today at Amazon.com. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghetto podcast. This evening we have a special guest, Evangelist Iris McCowan. So, without further delay, here she is. You're on the air. Hi, hello. Good evening, everyone. How are you guys doing um, tonight? Thank you, Emmanuel, for giving me this opportunity. No problem. Yes. Um, so I just want to pronounce my um, ministry. Uh, my ministry is Project 8 Ministry. Um, the reason why it's called ministry is because we, we're doing a lot of work for the Lord. Okay, um, Project 8 Ministries is a Bible study. Uh, we call it the meeting room. Um, we also um, have an outreach. We have an outreach called We Support the Homeless, which we will give resources and um, give our lecture cards and feed them and get them mercy supplies and plus um, the free Holy Bible. The Holy Bible is for anyone that needs um, a Bible. We will send them out. Okay, um, Project A also has like a movement um, every um, Wednesdays and Thursdays of the new 
and as I say that we give out the Holy, the Holy Bible to anyone that um, can read of one. Um, we do that, and um, in the Project Eight Ministry, um, you can sell pearls, um, tiles, and offerings, offerings, and for the ministry, and with your gift offering, um, it will go towards the homeless and also ministry supplies. Um, Project Eight Ministry, we do events. Okay, we have a couple of things coming up this summer. Okay, so that's the Project Eight Ministry. Amen. Hello. Oh, amen. Yes, I'm here. Yes. And um, I just have a couple of scriptures that include um, some words for anyone that's listening. Um, first of all, um, we, we, um, when we give the Lord thanks, you know, we honor Him. And you can go to Psalms chapter 7, verse 17. And when we do the right things, when it comes to the Lord, He honors us. And you can go to a scripture in James 4, chapter 17. And the Lord will reward us for our good work. And that's in Colossians 3, chapter 3, verse 23. And um, the Lord spoke to me earlier. I just wanted to share what I wanted to hear. Um, we seek the Lord's face, and you shall find. When you seek the Lord's face, you shall find him. Um, I am a deliverance and a way maker. I shall deliver you out of Egypt. My glory will shine to those who will call on my son Jesus Christ. I am the God of trust. Your faith will make you hold. Repent in my son's name and all righteous shall be fall upon you. Um, those who believe in me have life. And set in high places, said the Lord. Amen. Um, so that's it. I pronounce my ministry and share the word of the Lord tonight. Those who have it here. Oh, uh, Evangelist, is that all you wanted to say for tonight? I thought that uh, you still have some time. Oh yeah, um, yes, I just want to say, you know, God is a good God, and those who seek heaven, but with faith in him, you know, he will, he will deliver you from whatever you're going through, you know, just have to trust him and believe with all your heart and faith, you know, God loves you, um, he's the one created you. And he sent his son Jesus Christ to the world to see that no man will perish. So those who have faith in the Lord is with you and he will never forsake you. Amen. Now do, now, do you have a website where people can find you? If not, uh, tell them how to find you on Facebook so that um, my listeners can, um, can, can connect with you. 
Okay, I do have a YouTube channel called Parted Eight Ministry. Um, I do Bible study during the meeting room. You can um, subscribe to that, or you can go um, to my email, so women project eight um, at gmail.com and you know and contact me there at my email address. That's it for now. Hey man, well, uh, we're glad to have you on the show, and whenever you feel led to come back on the show, you're welcome to do so, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm grateful for this opportunity. No, nope. No problem. All right, so uh, we're going to conclude the show for this evening. All right, we have another guest, um, Reverend Dr. Nola George. Okay, and Koki. Okay, you're on the air. Alright. Good morning. Um my name is Reverend Dr. Lola Church from Lagos, Nigeria. Good morning everyone. Me this morning. Um, I'm the Nigeria. I'm also the president of Zinogit. Foundation uh, in Lagos, Nigeria, also. Now, we're talking about um, love since we are in the season of love. First of all, I want to appreciate uh, Emmanuel for bringing me on the show this morning. Emmanuel, um, thank you for this opportunity. No problem. And um, also, I thank everyone listening to this. So this message this morning. Uh, no one wanted to talk to us about you. Love is one topic that uh, a lot of people uh, always get wrong. Love is um, it's not something that we can just think that we have. It's something that comes out of who God is in our life. So what is love? Look at first for instance chapter 13 and they say we want to get in self of the Lord is more than what we think it is. Think that we love, but truly we really do not love. That scripture defines love to us. Uh, I, I'll see that I'm just take some of the scriptures this morning. I will try and take Part of it. But the scripture tells us that love is an affection, love is a life, love is wanting to see the good in other people. If your love is not to see the good in others, then it is not love. It is only love when you want to see good in others. Jesus left uh, two commandments with us, and this commandment talks about love. And it told us that every other commandment are fulfilled in these two commandments. And what are these commandments? The commandment is number one, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Then the second one, love your neighbor as yourself, as yourself. So we have to love our neighbor, neighbors as, as ourselves. And the question is, how much do I love my, my neighbor? 
or how much okay how much do i love myself will determine how much i can love my neighbor so love is the fulfillment of god's commandment also in romans chapter 13 verse we're told that love is the fulfillment of all commandments in first Corinthians chapter 13 for instance from the world say if i speak in the tongue of men and of angels but i do not have love then I'm only a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, then I am nothing. If I can give all I possess to the poor, and I can even give over my body to be so, so hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. So here, scripture begins to define what love is to us. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, and love does not boast. Love is not proud, and love does not dishonor, dishonor others. It is not selfish, but it's not self-speaking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil. For rejoices in the truth. Love always accepts. Love always trusts. Love always works. Love always participates. Love never fails. Praise the Lord. So, love can never fail. If someone says, I'm in love today, and tomorrow is no longer in love, then he was never in love. Love can never fail. Just as the love of God for us can never fail. So, our love for people. You never did. No matter what, no matter what those people have done, no matter what anybody has done to us, we cannot stop loving. We can't, love can never create stress if it is truly love. So, love is a debt that we owe people and we owe God love on a daily basis. So, if the Bible says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. They love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is everyone that you come across. Who is our neighbor? Everyone. Everyone. So your neighbor is not just only the people that you know. Your, your neighbors are also the people that you don't know. And everywhere you go, we, you meet people. Everywhere we go, meet people around us. We have neighbors all over, all over the world. Everywhere we see people, we must learn to love people. Because love does not discriminate. Love does not have to labor. So you can't harm people if you say you are working in love. You can't uh, hate people if you say you are working in love. You can't fight against people if you are working in love. Love suffers love. Love is kind. Love does not go that is love does not parade itself. Love is not proud, it's not puffed up. And love is all me. So I look at, maybe we should just take an example of uh, marriage couples. What makes people beautiful? What makes love appear to go far? Because it was actually never love. It's always love. It's a difference between love and love. A lot of people are lustful, but they thought they were in love. Love is when you have affection for somebody or for anything because of what you are going to gain from it, because it benefits you. That's love. 
Because again, it doesn't benefit you any longer. Your love, your so-called love, is no longer there. It reduces. Love can't even reduce. But it reduces when you are lost, when you are not in love. And love fades when it is lost. But when it is love, it can never be. God told us that he loved us first. And that was why he sent his son to die for us. We didn't deserve that love. We didn't do anything for God to love us. But he loved us because he wanted to see us changing. He loved us because he wanted to see us being better. That is true love. He loved us. He wanted to see something being better. He wanted to see the perfect being better. You love your country because you want to see your country being better. Therefore, you love people because you want to see their lives changing. And when you are in love, you can do anything to make sure that the life of that person is better. That's true love. That's the kind of love we're talking about. And if it is not, if that's not the reason that you love, then you are not in love. If you are not loving because you want to see that person getting better, or because you don't want, uh, or because you want to see the life of that person improving, then it is not love. You say that person offends you, then you begin to hate the person. Love does not detect the mood. Love is just there, and love does just work at every time. So love fears all things. Love does not rejoice in evil. Love rejoices with the truth. I usually cancel marriages with it. If you say you are in love, the love the Bible says love believes all things and love hopes all things. Anyone in love must hope for better things. No matter how bad the situation is at the moment, if you are in love, you will always see that things be better. And if you are in love, no matter what is going on around you, no matter what you believe, if the person that you say is love says this is not it, it, then you believe the person. Love believes all things. So love is foolish. And I, I want to believe that most of people will think God is foolish because God loves us no matter what. And God is always doing everything responding back in love to see us getting better to see us becoming what he wants us to become. And so he doesn't stop loving us. Even when we commit sin, he doesn't stop loving us. He always waits for us to change. He always wants to see that we come back to adversity. That is love. And is this kind of love present in every relationship? I doubt it. Because most relationships are just self-centered, Selfish relationship. Praise the Lord. So, um, in that first Corinthians chapter 15, it says, Love never fails. For where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are songs, they will be filled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So, whatever we have now, everything will pass away. The only thing that will not pass away is love. Love does not end. Love will never fail. And he says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is 
in part disappeared. So completeness is that perfection. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man and I put the weight of childish, child, childish weight behind me. But now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. So where was I a child? We are usually children when we have not received Christ. We reason like the world. But the moment we have Christ in us, we have a new mind. We have the mind of Christ. So we can begin to be like Christ. We can begin to behave like Christ. Then we have come to maturity. So love can only work in mature people. Only mature people can love the way God loves. So only the people who have the mind of Christ can love the way Christ loves us. Christ has to die for us because of the love that he has for us. And you can ask yourself, why would somebody do that? Because he knew that doing that was going to change our life. Doing that was going to make us come back to the Lord. And that was the reason he wanted us to come back to the Lord. And the Bible says, For God so loved the world, if John should have realized it, in the popular scripture, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Therefore, God loved the world first before He gave His only begotten Son to us to die for us. And so, when you say you are in love, don't expect the person that you love to love you first, because your love is unconditional anyway. And in most cases, the people that we love, they don't deserve our love, but we just love because we have love in us. We just love because we want to see their life getting better. We just love because we want to be, we, we love intentionally. We love because we want to see something good coming out of that. Out of the life of the person that we love. So love is intentional. Love is not something you can go into blindly. Love is something that you do because there is a reason for you to love. So God loves us for the sake of the reason. And love is definitely it's intentional, and we can actually say that love is foolish. Because so many people will ask you, and in so many cases, there's no reason to love the person that you love. This is not about that because you won't see the faith coming out of that person's life. Love does good. Love does not do evil. That tells us in the book of Acts 10 and verse 58, how Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power and went about doing good. So the spirit of love is the spirit of God and it's the spirit that does good. When you are in love, easy to do good. Because it is love that makes us do good. Without love, no one can do good. Praise the Lord. And the Bible also tells us as I continue with first conversation to take I said, for the last verse, that verse 13 of that chapter, he said, now these three things remain faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. The greatest of these three is love. So we can have faith, we can have hope, 
In fact, we may be able to quote the scriptures. You may be a prophet. You may be a bishop. You may have high ranking in the church. The Bible is now telling us that if you don't have love, you are nothing. The best thing that we can have is love. And that's the greatest. It does not matter the gift of the Holy Spirit that you have. You are not walking in of Bible says you don't have anything. And also every other thing that we have, we have we use that gift, the end gift. But it is love that actually takes us into the presence of God. It's the kind of love that we have that determines whether we end up with Christ, whether we end up taking heaven or not. It is love. Love is the fulfillment of all, all laws. Every commandment that God gave in the Old Testament, we all know that when Jesus came, Jesus said, without love, no one can fulfill any of those commandments. So those commandments need love to be fulfilled. And that was why in the Old Testament, none of them could fulfill the law. The law was there, but people continued to commit sin. They couldn't fulfill the law. But when love came through Christ, it becomes easy for us to fulfill the law. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 8 now. And let's see what he says concerning fulfilling the law now. Romans chapter 8. Verse chapter 15, sorry. And it's 8. And it says, Let no death remain outstanding, except the continuing death of love for one another. Whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not sin, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there may be, are all summed up in this commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So when we look at all the laws, no one can actually fulfill them if he or she is not working in love. Do not covet. Do not uh, covet your neighbor's property. Do not covet your neighbor's um, wife. But every other law that God gave, they all must be fulfilled by love. Do not steal. Do not kill. If you love, if you want the best for people, you won't think of destroying them. You won't think of taking their property. You won't want to cause the person that you love pain. So every commandment has on love. Every commandment is fulfilled by love. And that's how God says that if anyone says he loves me, if anyone says he loves God and does not love his neighbor, then that person is lying. Because your love for God starts by loving the people around you. Starts by loving the people around you. So the Bible is clear about this. So we cannot declare that the Spirit of God is the Spirit of love because God is love. And only the Spirit of love can do good. For God has not given us the Spirit of fear, but He has given us the Spirit of love. He has given us the Spirit of power. It is love 
that graduates to power is not that makes us to work in the power of God. We begin to operate in the love of God, then we can operate in the power of God. Then we can have a sound mind, a mind that fears God, a mind that does not want to hurt people. We have a sound mind. Perfect love casts out, cast out fear, the Bible tells us. So there is no power in love. There is no power in love. God releases his power and ability in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Anyone working in fear is definitely not working in love. But the opposite of love is fear. The opposite of love is not actually hatred, it is fear. Only those who work in fear, only those who don't love can work in fear. Only those who have hatred in them work in fear. So the opposite of love is fear. And when we work in perfect love, then we can cast out fear out of our lives. God will only release his power to the people who walk in love, and the ability to love is in the fear of God. Praise so love is different from lust. Love is pure. Love is unconditional. Love can be received through Christ, can only be received through Christ. No one can love except he has Christ as his Lord and Savior. If anyone says, I love you, if anyone says, I'm working in love, and that person does not have Christ in his or her life, there's no way the person can love. That person definitely is lost. Because every time there is a disagreement, every time you don't meet the person's expectation, the person, I mean, you begin to say, love begins to fade. But love can never, the love of God does not fade, and we can only receive that love from Christ. The love of Christ from having Christ in our lives. Praise the Lord. And I will present to um, to end now this moment. And I want us to pray concerning this. I want to pray this point because um, the, the season we are right now is the season of love. And we know that so many people who have gone out together this period. Oh, you brought us to your loved ones, or oh, taking them out, and all that. 